The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And uh, we've been getting feedback from a lot of our listeners that uh, you really have enjoyed our uh, glossary series. We've been diving deep into many of these terms where we've been in this uh, latest wave of our glossary terms, focusing on the ways that we can make use our models in the real world, <laughs> operationalize them in all the different ways and all these terms that come up, uh, which have to do with not building the model and all the algorithms. This has to do with like, okay, you got your model. Now, what do you do with it? So we're in the midst of that. If you haven't tuned into any of our previous podcasts on this topic or on any other glossary podcasts, you should definitely listen to them. A lot of our ideas kind of do build on each other, but fortunately we keep our podcasts pretty short. So you can afford to binge listen a bunch of them in the same topic or start from the very beginning where we define artificial intelligence and learn maybe the secret of the definition of artificial intelligence, which I won't tell you about. You'll have to listen to that. <laughs> But um, yeah, we've heard from many of you. So we are definitely continuing with this. We got a lot of glossary series uh, in our series planned. So subscribe. Of course, many other things we do on AI Today that we've done since the beginning of 2017, you know, hundreds of podcasts, interviews, and diving deep into various topics. So you will definitely be pleased. This is There's a reason why AI Today is in the top three of all AI podcasts. Yes. And we have put together a very comprehensive glossary of AI, machine learning, and big data terms, which we will link in the show notes of today's podcast. And it's also available at Cognolytica.com. So you can check out the terms that we'll be presenting today and also all the other terms, the hundreds of terms that we have in our AI glossary so that it can give you a high-level overview of all of these terms. On some of our podcasts, we present just one term, and on others, we present a grouping of terms that pair nicely together to help you understand kind of how they all fit into this whole AI landscape. So on today's podcast, we're going to be going over the terms cloud ML, on-premise, edge device, and machine learning as a service. Yeah, I think let's start with the first idea here of on-premise, which is this idea that your machine learning model and your data is sitting somewhere on your own network, on your own hardware, right? Uh, that's generally what's meant by the term on-premise. The term on-premise is not specific to AI or machine learning. It's used in general when people talk about IT systems, because honestly, that's how IT systems had been for 
well, since they started until the idea of maybe not having them on your own machines and your own servers came about, which has a different term, which we'll get into shortly. So this, this general idea of on-premise, when people think of it, if you've heard of this term, the, the general definition of the term is you know, the elements specifically as it relates to AI machine learning, if you want to think of on-premise ML or on-premise AI, it's the elements of your machine learning infrastructure development operations that are hosted and managed by an organization on their own network and hardware, as opposed to an environment where it's somebody else's hardware and somebody else's network, right? Or on a system that is on a, a device that that you don't, that the organization doesn't own, or it's like not part of your own network, it's off your network, right? We'll talk about that definition separately. So that does mean, yes, server rooms and server racks and internal networks and data centers, the way that we used to run IT in the good old days, right? 90s and 2000s, right? People have been convinced that that's not the best way anymore. But also, you might not realize that on-premise does mean machine learning models are sitting on your laptop <laughs> or sitting on your own personal computer because it's software that you own and your hardware, your response, you turn it off, it's off, right? So, you know, an, uh, operationalizing, which is a term we've, we've spent some time talking about, a model on your machine is the most basic way of doing a machine learning model, downloading the model, building it and running on your machine, right? And the thing about that is that that running a model on your own device is not the same as training it. We talked about that also, how there's two different phases to the machine learning model. There's the training phase, which can take a lot of data and a lot of compute. And then there's the actual operation, the inference phase where I'm running it. And that might not require a lot of compute. I might have needed some big cloud environment, which we'll talk about shortly, to like build a complicated model to do object rec rec recognition. But I could run, once I built it, I can run that same model. It might be small enough. I can even run it in a browser where I can do a little simple, uh, you know, little object detection thing. It may not be the fastest, may not, you know, necessarily have uh, the greatest data, that maybe the camera is not so great, but it does work. The thing about on, on device and on your device and on premise is that it is low cost. It's the easiest way to, to work. The problem, of course, is it doesn't scale and it's subject to availability. You turn it off, doesn't work. And a single machine uh, that works. It may be great for things like batch mode, which we talked about, where maybe it's doing some small thing like once a night or something like that, or offline mode where it doesn't need to be in the middle of something, right? But um, when you have things that are not batch mode and real time and streaming, then you can't, it's really hard to do that on your device. Uh, I just want to make a couple more points here. There's a couple of reasons why we might want our machine learning models on premise, right? It could be security issues. We don't. We can't have the models sitting somewhere else. Reliability issues. We need it right away. Maybe the data is not somewhere else. The data is there, so we need the model where the data is. Maybe the model needs to integrate with other systems, connect with other systems, and those systems are only available inside the network. Maybe it is response time. We need like sub millisecond, and to get that, we need that model to operate very, very close to where the other systems are. So, you know, regulated environments, secure environments, high reliability environments, proximity to enterprise data, integration with internal workflows. These are all the reasons, valid reasons, why someone might say we need to implement our AI systems on-premise. You shouldn't just look at them sideways and think that they're crazy because they're not. Exactly. And that's something that you'll need to be discussing with your team you know, uh, have these conversations about, but yes, exactly. On-premise is a fine solution depending on the needs that you have. Another uh, term that we want to go over today is an edge device. 
So an edge device, in case you've never heard of that term, it's a hardware device that operates as an endpoint on a network. So edge devices can be things like sensors or mobile phones, cameras, uh, you know, and other equipment that often has limited bandwidth, storage, or computing ability. So you have to think about, you know, where these things are. Maybe my phone doesn't always have great internet connection. It might you know, maybe I have cameras that are out in the wilderness. We had uh, an example of a camera that was being used to count salmon in a stream. Well, I mean, some of these are incredibly remote locations where you can't expect to constantly be connected to the internet. So these can be, you know, maybe there's going to be, uh, it's just going to be offline, not connected. So these are compact models that you're going to have to have that can operate in offline, maybe sometimes connected modes, uh, but you have to understand, you know, where exactly these are and the limitations that you're going to have. So you might not always have high speed. You might not always be connected. And sometimes it may be operating directly on the device itself. So edge devices don't need to be complicated to inference on models. So, you know, like I said, we think about where they are, these edge devices, um, and there's many reasons why you may want to have something there, especially if it's on your mobile phone, for example. So they're just, uh, you know, think about that. And there's specialized hardware that is available for edge mode inference. Uh, there's a few out there maybe you've heard of. NVIDIA has a Jetson board, Raspberry Pi, and then there's also specialized AI chips. AI Today listeners, we have something special to share with you from this episode's sponsor, Algolia. You may have recently heard our podcast with Algolia CTO, Sean Mullaney. If not, make sure to check it out as it provided some great insights into how AI is being used to enhance search in some pretty profound ways. If you're not aware, Algolia provides the world's only end-to-end -end AI search and discovery platform to power instant content discovery for any site or app at hyperscale. Every end-user discovery experience is guided by understanding the true intent. Algolia empowers organizations with a better way to build unique and engaging end-user experiences. Algolia's platform enables business users to automatically deploy new strategies with content and products using a no-code environment. As a result, businesses can automate merchandising and placement, instantly deliver the most relevant results with blazing fast speed, powered by a rich and engaging online search and browse experience. Learn more at algolia.com. That's algolia, A-L-G-O-L-I-A.com. Yeah. And it's interesting because if you think about, if you have a voice assistant that may be sitting on your desk, I won't say their name because they'll wake up if I do, but uh, um, you think about it, that those devices are usually like 20, 30, 40 bucks. Um, and if you open, they don't have like a big computer inside of them. So if you open them up and look at them, they're really very basic and they have a very simple model in there. Usually that's just recognizes a wake word and does some very basic text to speech, uh, speech to text, right? So we talked about that in another podcast where we talk about speech to text and text to speech and automated speech recognition. It doesn't do any understanding of it, but maybe has a very, very basic model to do that. And then it sends that text, which is actually what's happening, is that it sends the text 
to their servers back on back on the network, and then that does the inferencing. It does it for a couple of reasons. Um, one, because people are worried about the privacy issues. If if uh, you know these voice assistants actually sent the audio files to the servers, then people would say that there's an open microphone that's like a little bug sitting in your house. People don't like that. But what they realize is that it's actually, and also it's just a ton of bandwidth. I mean, from a practicality perspective, can you imagine these devices sending like tons and tons of audio over the network to the servers? That'd be a lot. It's much, much more efficient just to send some text. So actually, yeah, these devices have very basic models on there to to do some very basic um, capabilities and it just sends that over. So of course we were hinting that that there's more than just putting uh, AI on a device uh, or on your own network. Of course we have the cloud. I'm sure you've heard of the cloud, but if you haven't heard of the cloud, you know, the cloud is an online environment that's hosted and managed by a third party provider to provide various elements of computing and storage and all that capability. And in the context of AI and machine learning, these cloud ML organizations also provide uh, aspects of machine learning development and operations. So running the models and processing the data and doing model training, all that sort of stuff you can do in the cloud. So the cloud environment is really, it's not just a technical thing, it's actually an economic thing. The, the main reason to use the cloud is because it's somebody else's servers, somebody else's problems. Let someone else deal with security, with scalability, with reliability, with backups, with all that sort of stuff. Also, you could scale on demand. Um, you know, you can you don't have to worry about that. And new features are constantly added that you don't have to manage. There's a many, many, there's a reason why the cloud is so dang popular, you know, and it gets organizations away from saying, wait a second, we're a healthcare company. Why are we managing a data center? Or, you know, we're a you know, XYZ company. Why do we have to have servers? You know, good question, right? And if you're not in that business and you don't have an IT person, you know, the cost of, man of the IT person and operations sometimes is a lot more than the cost of just letting someone else handle it. So cloud has, is a very popular thing. It's not going away. It's a great model and technical thing. And uh, for AI and machine learning, we actually have many different ways that we can use the cloud, whether we use the cloud only for the training part, you know, maybe using their resources because of all the GPUs or whatever, or maybe we're using the cloud during the inferencing part, you know, put the cloud, a model up in the cloud and let it do that thing. Or we could even do a little bit of a hybrid, you know, what's called a hybrid cloud, where some things are done locally on your network. Maybe the training data needs to be private, secure, reliable. I can't train that in the cloud. Maybe I have my own computing. It's just cheaper, maybe, uh, to spend months or whatever training models on my own stuff. But then I don't want to operate it locally, so you can move that to the cloud. So there's options there. Um, and then private clouds, even, where you're using the cloud environment that is somebody else has operated, but they've walled it off in such a way that it's yours. So that's what cloud ML is. And there's a related idea called machine learning as a service, which builds upon the cloud ML stuff by adding some additional functionality. So you think about not just the, yeah, it's in the cloud, but like they give you these data pre-processing things or tools for model development and training or tools for MLOps, maybe even pre-built models that you can use, um, tools for governance. Trust me, they're just stacking tons and tons and tons of stuff up there. And the, and the scope of what these machine learning as a service providers can do just continues to expand. Exactly. So hopefully uh, this podcast at a high level has let you understand these terms and how they relate to each other. But of course, understanding these terms at a high level and knowing how to put them into practice are two different things. And that's really where CPMAI comes into play. 
At Cognolytica and on AI Today, we are big advocates of doing AI right, including following best practices methodologies, and we are advocates of the CPM AI methodology. So for our AI Today listeners, we've put together a free intro to CPM AI course so that you can take it and learn at a high level what CPM AI is all about and how it can help you with your AI, machine learning, and big data project success. So if you're interested in taking our free intro to CPMAI course, you can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI to register for free. And if you're interested in getting your CPMAI certification, so you're going to uh, you know, have a much more comprehensive understanding of the methodology and how to apply it for your AI project success, then go to cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. I know that many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified, and many of you have reached out, especially uh, recently, to tell us that you've uh, signed up. And so we're very excited to have the CPMAI community continue to grow. We have uh, thousands now certified from around the globe, and it's a very uh, great community. So we would love for you to join it as well. I will make sure to link to both of those, the free intro and the CPMAI Uh, to get your certification as well in the show notes. So you just have to click on the link. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravis. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.